So, um, what we were saying? Fuck Batman. Yeah, fuck, fuck Batman. Batman. That guy's okay. a jerk. Always yeah. hanging out in black. Yeah. Did you Did you see the? Uh, there was a, a meme going around. There was a comparing Tony Stark to uh, Bruce Wayne. And it's like Tony Stark's was, uh, hi Peter, I know that you like really want to be a superhero and I can know you're special, so I've got this suit for you with all these gadgets to help it, but because I don't want you actually getting hurt very soon, I'll, I'll leave you down to the petty fuck so you'll only have limited use of the abilities, and that way I can keep my eye on you. Bruce Wayne's is, hey dude, um, you can do a pretty cool backflip, so I'm just going to dress you in spandex and let you go after the serial killer. <laughs> yes. It sounds about right. So, to be uh, fair, he has uh, some gadgets. Yeah. Yeah, he has a grappling hook. Yeah. But yeah. then, I'm sure, I'm sure, don't they use tear gas? And then, basically, depending on, like, which one, like, Robin has a... Depending on which Robin, one Robin has an R that he throws, and the other one has batamarangs that look like birds. Yeah. But that's... Uh, yeah, actually, before we, like, go that's on there... Nightwing. What the fuck with the batarang? How can it be sharp enough to cut through ropes, yet blunt enough to just knock dudes out? Different ones. Comic books, that's how. No, different ones. He has loads of different ones. Sure. He's a bit like Green Arrow in that case, where he has one for every occasion. Uh, this one explodes, uh, this one does confetti, this one well, does cream pies. Well, it also yeah. follows that Batman has been through a lot more Robins than Tony Stark has been through Peter Parker's. <laughs> <laughs> True. So we yep. all know who the better Guardian is. Yep. Uh, and the funny thing is, Tony, Hart, Tony Stark is an alcoholic. <laughs> Recovering alcoholic with a heart uh, with a history of heart conditions. Recovering, and, you know, no fair, fair enough. Yeah, so, but you know, uh, superheroes, eh? Yeah, mm. that works. Uh, so speaking speaking of uh, superheroes, we are not them, but we are your immaterial gamers, your guide throughout the the um, the world of local uh, podcasting. Knowledge uh, via Canada. Um, Local podcasting. None of us are next to each other. Yeah, <laughs> One of us yeah. is in another country. I meant I'm to say remote. Uh, I meant to say remote podcasting, but you know, oh, that'll do. That intro but, um, was not well thought out. No, but then again, not much of my plans are. Not how much of our content is. Uh, hey, we do what we can. We do what we want. That's what it is. We're still finding uh, ourselves. Yeah, always. And uh, joining us on this uh, this weird communal spirit journey. Um, so, yeah, it's me, it's Ryan. We've also got Stefan. Excellent. We've also got Duncan. I'm back again. And we got Darius. Hello, everyone. So, uh, yeah, so, let's, let's, so, let's keep... So I do the creepy and everyone does this normal. Bomb yeah. Bastards. Yeah, that's, that's how it works. I am actually a bastard, for the record. I, yeah, so am I. Don't worry about it. I think you are, uh... Oh, oh. We managed to double our attendance this podcast. Yeah. That's worth noting. Well, yeah, yeah, it's perfect. So, let's, uh, without further ado, let's get on to... What's being played? And, uh, you know what? Oh, God, which out of Darius and, uh, and Stefan hasn't been around the longest? Stefan! What? What have you been playing? Um, what have I been playing? Um, just give me a... I played a bit of Darksiders 3! Darksiders 3. Hello. I've literally played it for about half an hour. Uh, okay, and how how gripping was that half an hour? Um, well, seeing that I've not really had time to play it again, and I, I really I want to get back to it, but the graphics for it seems a bit dull. So I'm trying to figure out why my graphics looks really bad on it. Okay. I don't know if it's the game itself because I remember one and two being a lot better, but I had them on console. This is the first one mm. I'm playing on PC, but it kind of looks like. It, did they just get the old lava cross and like sticker on it? Wait, so, well, hold on. So dull just doesn't it looks brown and mud and gears of war like, or dull as the 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 textures look off. The textures look off. Mm. That's odd. It's weird, isn't it? It's like Dark Side sort of went for that weird like cartoony gritty. Yeah, like they did in number one and two. Hmm. Yeah, and it don't look like that. It kind of looks like if I actually turned Raph around. Oh, yeah, it's her name's Raph. If I actually turn Raph around, I'm going to see pointy square tip. Oh. <laughs> That's what it feels like I'm about to do if she turns around. Ah, good. Uh, eye pokers. <laughs> As, did you get any gameplay in the half hour? Um, I got the intro in it, but I'm going to remap all my keys, so... 
I kind of found it a bit annoying. It was like you have to do this and this, and but then you attack with your mouse. It's like okay, I need to remap some things, so I need to work on that. Uh, so yeah, right now I need to sort out the graphics for it because it just looks really weird and terrible. Something I don't think it should look like. And I need to remap the keys for it before I can actually play it better. Fair enough. I've also found out my timing for dodging and stuff like that has become terrible. I need to become back more to doing these type of games. Don't worry about it, it's just old age. It's not, I'm, but I'm young. I, I was about to say I'm the youngest one here, but I'm the second, I'm the third oldest here. No, second oldest. The second oldest. Yes, it does. The dementia's already kicking in, I'm going to bed. <laughs> you know, you're second to old Papa Ryan here, so you know. Grandpa Stefan's getting cranky, time for a nap. Yeah, okay, so that was a quick one for Steph. Uh, Darius. Hello. <laughs> I was about to say. This is like, like, hey, wait, what's uh, what's up? What are we doing today? <laughs> yeah. yeah, hello. Um, Who are you people? Can I, can I get cheese with that? <laughs> can I get cheese with my game, please? That would be nice, isn't it? Darius's microphone actually does make it sound a little bit like he's in a drive-thru right now. I'm not in a drive-thru. <laughs> yeah. All I'm expecting to hear is, do you want fries with that? Yeah, medium or No large. matter what you say, do you always say, would you like fries with that? I would like a happy meal. Would you like fries with that? Would you like fries with your Coke? <laughs> no, that's... I'd like fries in my Coke. No, I want fries in my milkshake. Buggy, I, yeah. I just, yeah, I just want fries. Would you like fries with that? No, specifically just the fries, please. <laughs> I'd like a large fry and a small fry with my large fry. <laughs> oh man! So I How did go we for derail a so fry. quickly? Because we started saying he sounds like he's fucking what's called a drive-through. Yeah, drive-through. Yeah, drive yeah. And the way he was like, "Yeah, how are you?" And then never said a word again. <laughs> oh. oh, great. Now go on. Now that we got that, sorry, Darius. What have you been playing, mate? I've been finishing Spider-Man. Ah, Spider-Man. 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 So the main storyline is finished. Yeah. Most of the side quests are no. I think all of the side quests are finished, and uh, there is just like to unlock all the suits, all the powers, all the gadgets. Mm. So basically, you have to roam. Roam around the map, picking up random shit, which is kind of boring after a while. This is why you should do it in between. Yeah, I was doing that in between. However, certain tasks, collectibles, are locked until very late of the game. So as soon as you mm. become unlocked, you should just go do it. So the ones which were which were open to me in the beginning, they are all they are milestone ages ago. But the one which opened kind of like at the end of the game. That's a little bit, well, behind. Also, the challenge tokens mm -hmm. are very difficult to get. Okay. Um, so what, what challenges do you normally have in those tokens? Then? It's, for example, you have to chase the drone uh, by passing through blue rings. Mm -hmm. So the rings give you extra points. Uh, so you literally have to pass through every single one of them uh, and do it do it within, I don't know, within a minute to catch the drone. Right, okay. So you can get all six um, tokens. If you miss even one one of the rings, or maybe two, that's already silver. And if you okay. if you like a little bit of time, uh, that's silver, bronze. So th this is the only one thing which is kind of un annoying. However, I do get the point of it to be a challenge. Mm. Why they call it challenge tokens? Because they're supposed yeah. to be hard to get. Yeah. But it's too much unlockable things. We rely on it. Mm. So if if you get me, so basically, if you're spending too much time, well, you literally have to spend a lot of time to unlock every single mm, costume of for Spider-Man, which is a little bit of annoying. Yeah. But yeah, it's still doable. You just need to you know practice a little bit more. Other than that, the game is alright. Uh, I've started playing the DLC right now. Yeah. And um, feels good. And apart from that, I've been playing what I've been playing. Um, Tomb Raider. Shadow Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Ah, alright. Shadow, is that the... That's the last one, isn't it? Yes, the, the latest yeah. one. Yeah. I'm like, you. I think I'm roughly halfway through the story. And, uh, yeah, the only issue which I'm, I was having with the game at the present is like 
I've been playing on my white screen, mm. but the frame rate frame rates to quality wasn't really good. So I switched back to my standard monitor, mm-hmm. 16 by 9 is it? Yeah, 16 by 9 Full HD, unfortunately, but I was able to crack all the sec- settings to the highest ones. Not the ultra, the highest uh, 60 FPS. Fair dues. So I think I will keep playing that game on my smaller screen just for the you know smoothness <laughs> of Fair the game. Enough. Yeah. Cool. No, no. Like I say, you want to always make sure that you're most comfortable when playing the games. Yeah. Well, uh, for some of them, some of the games, I don't really mind when the frame rate drop or I have um, 30 steady FPS mm. uh, on my ultra wide monitor because basically the games look nicer. You have more to look at. Mm. Uh, but this is, to be honest, this is the first occasion when I turned back to my old monitor since I've got my ultra wide. Okay. Because I wasn't literally that game demands a lot of horsepower. So horsepower. Well, horse- Jason, I've just lost track of what game we're talking about. Shadow of Tomb Raider. Oh, in that was that the last remake of it, or was that the one after the remake? Was the one the after third the- one after the remake? Was it the third one? I yeah. thought all of them were remake. Tomb Raider is the reboot. Okay. And then Shadow of the Tomb Raider, or sorry, Rise of the Tomb Raider and Shadow of the Tomb Raider continue that storyline. Okay. So, think, one think after of it this way other. is basically being the prequel trilogy. Fair enough. So, yeah, uh, to keep the game on 300, 440 by 1440, mm-hmm. it's those, I think I, my GPU needs to be upgraded for that. Fair enough, but yeah. Need more power! Yeah. yeah. Get the power! Put my power right. to the engines. Right, okay, now cool. Right. In terms of high-powered gaming, then we move on to Duncan. Hey, okay, so first of all, I want to apologize if the sound or quality of my microphone is inconsistent for this podcast. Uh, I've decided to switch the settings for it. Uh, before, okay. it was meant to just sort of be like, in a, like speaking from a distance, you know, relaxed picking up the noise mode, but my yeah. bird in the other room, or rather my sister's bird in the other room, has been very uh, very inconsiderate That's about genius. my podcast. So I switched it yeah. to, like, vocals mode, which means I have to get, like, right up in the microphone, and it will be much quieter than normal. But That's this cool. will minimize the noise pollution on my end. I feel so. like Duncan's gonna plan to sing to her. So, no, uh, I'll, I'll see how this goes for recordings. No, that's fine. No worries. Anyway, I'll try to speak nice and loudly so it doesn't sound too weird. Uh, so, as uh, as for what I'm playing, uh, all of our ones of viewers will be disappointed to know that I'll be talking about the same game two weeks in a row. Oh, some more FTL. Yeah, I've been playing a whole lot more of FTL this week. I don't know, man. Okay. I'm, like, in the mood for FTL. Be modding or non-modding? Uh, I've been doing mostly normal mode because I've been trying to unlock all the spaceships. Like, all mm. the basic spaceships. Because a lot of mods, like, if you want to play, like, different spaceships on the mods, they are, like, assigned to certain sh- basic ships. So I wanted to unlock as many of the base ships as possible so that I would have access to more of them. There are ways, like, mm. there is also a mod that lets you, like, switch, swat what ship is assigned to what slot. But then that's a whole other process that I also just kind of felt like unlocking the ships just for my own sake. Yeah. But, uh, so anyway... I've been playing on easy mode, uh, trying to, get, and I've unlocked all but one of the basic ships mm. in the in the last week. Recently, though, I, 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 the one specific thing I want to talk about while I was talking about playing FTL, yeah, uh, there was one particular mission. I was playing as the Mantis Cruiser. Uh, the okay. basic gimmick behind the Mantis Cruiser is uh, the Mantis in FTL are like the best hand-to-hand combat fighters. To be a load of um, some more boarding and yeah, they uh, ship control that way. Yeah, they they do twice as much damage as most of the other races, and they move faster. So in fighting, that they're totally unparalleled. They're meant to be like using teleporters to board enemy ships, wipe them clean, and then you just you reap higher benefits. In FTL, generally you can defeat a ship by either destroying it, you know, accepting their surrender if they offer it to you, or by removing all of their crew. Yeah. Destroying their clone bay if they have one. Clone bay. Uh, generally, yeah, a cloning bay is uh, something 
where it replaces a med bay, which is a normal a basic yeah, I'm system. Yeah, I'm assuming it clones a per like another yeah, person. Yeah, well. over time it will clone a dead crewmate. Oh, that would be and, much. Uh, yeah, it was released in the advanced edition. Ah, uh, yeah. It does make it a lot harder if you're a like boarding-based type ship, but if mm. you disable the cloning bay and rid all the and destroy all the crewmates, then get your rewards. Anyway, so generally speaking, if you destroy an enemy ship, the rewards that you get are less good than if you uh, empty out the ship of crewmates. But generally mm. speaking, uh, killing all the crew through boarding is a lot more risky. It generally takes more time which means that your ship will usually take more damage, and obviously puts your crew at risk because you're putting them on the enemy ship, and you don't know how well prepared they will be for your guys. Yeah. So it's a high-risk, high-reward strategy, and the Mantis Cruiser specializes in this. You start off with really terrible weapons, which is uh, really makes it really tough. But over time, I could assume that would just, if you can get the strategy down of the boarding, yeah. would really be too much of a problem anyway. Yeah, so the first couple sectors, you just board as many ships as possible when they're not prepared for you. Because a lot of ships, like if you're playing on easy mode, a lot of the ships in the first couple sectors won't even have meta bays in the first place and will have really kind of terrible weapons. So you can get away with boarding them and win a lot of the time. It's it's ironic because in like the when you play with almost any other ship, you can run into like what are automated ships, ships that yeah. don't have crews and therefore don't have like life support systems or anything like that they just attack you with automated weapons and stuff generally mm. speaking when you have or with you have a normal ship those weapons those ships tend to be the easiest to defeat because mm. once you disable their systems they they don't have crew to repair them they can repair slowly over time automatically but it's much slower than if a crew person was repairing it so usually they're, they're easier to defeat. But they actually become a lot harder to defeat when you're the Mantis Cruiser because your weapons are so terrible and you're so geared towards boarding. And I mean, you can't board a ship that has no no oxygen. You'll Your crew will die before your teleporter resets. Mm. So there's no point in doing that. So they actually become a lot harder. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I, I managed to... Uh, I, it took a few attempts, actually. But I, I, I had a few attempts at this cruiser with the mantis and at one point i had a relatively full crew i had two mantis that had like maxed out their combat skill which meant that 2v2 they would defeat any other you know enemies i could possibly encounter so as long as i was only in rooms that could fit two people at a time i would be good troubling thing is is that by the time i got to the enemy flagship at the end of the game which has four shield points the max you can have I had, I think, three shields, and I only had enough laser power to get through five points of damage, which meant that I needed to have 100% accuracy with all five of these laser points to even do one damage. And even if I did that one point of damage, I would still only have, you know, I would they would still be able to repair whatever system I damaged before I could get my shots off again, which meant that, you know, if I relied only on my laser power, I would almost always lose because, you know, they would shoot their missiles and lasers at me and I would take probably five damage per volley and I would only do one. So, completely one-sided fight if I fought them straight up. My only hope was that I had a few things going for me. One, I had I had a mind control system, which allows you to temporarily possess an enemy crewmate. Uh, the... Yeah. yeah, like that. I think I had I had a cloaking field which makes you untargetable for a set amount of time, depending on how well upgraded it is. And mm -hmm. then, of course, I had the teleporter, which meant I could go... The enemy flagship had, like, four sectors, like, four sections that are cut off from the rest of the ship. So mm. that, that, that housed their, their weapons. So what you can do is you can teleport your crew into those areas and disable them, which reduces the amount of damage that you take significantly. So the first round... I ended up taking, I don't know, like 25% health or something like that. I managed to slowly but surely disable their weapons and use, like, teleporting explosive weapons, which bypass shields, to inflict some damage on their crew and their systems. And I, and I eventually worked, whittled them down. I killed the first phase of the mothership. Then mm -hmm. I move on to the second ship. The mothership has three phases. The second phase, I've always thought, is the hardest, because it's the drone phase. Ah, which is going to be tough for your for your strategy at that point. 
Yeah, they so in the drone phase they use boarding drones, which are really nasty guys who they're robots who break a hole in your ship which causes oxygen to flood out of it. But then they also attack your ship and your crew from the inside. So it's mm. sort of a double edged threat. It's this big beefy robot that's tougher than a normal enemy and you're running out of oxygen as well. So it's a real pain in the ass to deal with a boarding drone. On top of that, all the weapons that you destroyed in the previous phase are back to life in the next fight. So you have to re-disable re them again. <sighs> and uh, every once in a while, he'll sporadically fire this like super weapon, which unleashes like 20 attack drones for like 5 seconds. And so that's a so, nightmare. Yeah, somehow I feel this game doesn't like being beaten. Yeah, and this is on easy mode, by the way. This is as, this is as easy as the game gets. <laughs> I was genuinely thinking I was going to die here. So I threw in my crew just because I thought, uh, maybe if I distract their crew, they're, you know, that'll like make them less dangerous somehow. It really didn't mm. work. I almost lost my crew there. I tried mind-controlling one of their guys to sort of even the odds, but that only, like, yeah, that only slowed it down. That only stopped my crew from dying. Mm. So I pulled them back. Now, here's where things started to take, to take a turn in my favor. I discovered, after I pulled my crew out of their ship, after a failed raiding attempt, that when you mind control an enemy unit, it is technically treated as an allied unit for that time. Which hmm. means that if you use your crew teleporter on them, you can actually pull them out of the ship as, they, as though they were your ally. So you can okay. actually abduct an enemy unit while they're mind controlled. And then when the mind control wears off, they just become a regular enemy on your ship and you can kill them. Huh. The mothership has no cloning bay, which means they have a uh, finite amount of crew. Uh, <laughs> so I uh, think okay. you might see where this is going. Yep. So, another thing about the mind control that's awesome is that if you max it out, it doesn't just, like, work faster or have a slower cooldown. It actually makes the enemy unit more powerful during the time that they're mind controlled. Mm. So, like, they do more damage and have more health than, a, than they normally would. So what I did is I started mind-controlling their units one at a time, bringing them onto my ship, and then I can't control them, but they do automatically, like, operate the ship and protect it when they're on <laughs> my ship. So what they would do is they would go and attack the boarding drone whenever they were on board and start fighting them. And because they were so much tougher than normal, they would actually, like, almost kill it by themselves before they ran away. So I send in, you know, a mind control guy and like one or two of our other crew, we kill the robot, patch the hole together like a loving family, and then when the mind control wears off, we just kill the guy. Nice. So I repeat this process until they essentially run out of crew, and at that point my units, my boarding mantis, are free to just go in, disable their shields manually, and then I could just unleash hell on their ship. Sorted. So, naturally, this took a long time for me to figure out. I took a lot of damage here. I was down to, like, a third of my health by the time I destroyed Phase 2. Mm -hmm. uh, but Phase 3, to my happy surprise, uh, they didn't, like, spontaneously regenerate any crew or anything crazy like that. So it was still a virtually empty ship. It was still completely empty. So, essentially, the third phase starts with, like, a super shield, which means it's like it starts with, like, a bunch of extra health and you can't mm. teleport or mind control through it or anything like that. So you have to wear that down first. But once I did that, I could just go onto the ship and just do whatever I want. <laughs> the one thing about Phase 3, though, is that they also have a mind control unit now. So now uh. they're possessing my guys, and theirs is also upgraded, which means it, my guys also have more health and more damage when they're attacking me. So this was a problem. This is also this is always the scariest part of phase three. Phase three is still not the hardest phase, but this is the scariest part of it mm. because they're still my crew, which means they're still you know highly trained individuals who know how to use my weapons or piloting or engineering. And if they break my stuff, then my ship is vulnerable. But if I kill them, then I lose that crew man forever, and my ship becomes more vulnerable. So it's kind of a tough balancing act of trying to stop my crew from destroying my ship, but also not killing him. Sometimes I end up having to choose one or the other. And that's when I made another excellent discovery that cemented mind control as the most overpowered ability you can possibly have on a ship. You can mind control your own units. Okay. 
So you can and you every can time steal they mind back. every time they mind control my guy, I just use my mind control on that guy, and it cancels it out, and it's as if he was never mind controlled in the first place. And our mind control has the same power and same cooldown, which means I it was always ready whenever they did it. So you <sighs> put the <laughs> so you put the mantis on the ship, let them break the shields, counter their mind control every time it comes up, and eventually phase three becomes an easy win. <sighs> And it was, there you go. <laughs> it was the most elaborate and difficult challenge I've ever faced in FTL on easy mode. And it was also the most satisfying victory I've ever achieved in that game. Nice. So that's Salty. my big FTL story for this week. Oh, uh, that's cool. So Jackanory Gameplay Edition will, will, will return. I enjoyed that story, though. That was nothing, fun. Nothing better than just cheesing the system in a way that, you know, you're not feeling like you're cheesing the system. It's just like, no, yeah, I'm using the mechanics like, you've given to me to... Yeah, it didn't feel like cheating. It just felt like I solved a puzzle. And I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. This works yeah. so well. How about I never tried this before? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So, well, uh, I really, like I said, I think, like I said last week, I really should play some more FTL. But I, I didn't. So. Uh, but what uh, did so you that... play, Ryan? Excellent. Oh, segment. well... Uh, well, well, thank you, Duncan. Uh, what I did play was uh, I decided to play what uh, what D talked about all those weeks ago. I played Sword Art Online. Oh, that's a coin. I played Sword Art Online Hollow Fragment because it was on sale on the Humble Store, and I could get uh, what will most likely be next week's game, which is Sword Art Online Fatal Bullet, the game set in Gungale Online, uh, probably next week. But uh, yeah, very yeah, nice. I'll just, just having fun, spending spent the day yesterday playing it and doing catch-ups so I could be just as strong as I was on the PS4 version. Yes, that means I've now got it on two consoles or two devices, but hell, this one allows me to play multiplayer with human beings that I know. Uh, trust so. me, buying the game on multiple consoles is not a new thing. Yeah, I say that, I've got two copies of Thumper, I've got two copies of a lot of stuff, but uh, I mean, at the end of the month I'll have two copies of Yakuza 0. I mean, Final Fantasy uh, X, I've bought that on at least three consoles now. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we we will get to Final Fantasy X in, like, a matter of moments, because it's no different from when from when, from when Dan was talking about playing SEO. Yeah, you play as Kirito, you play in the universe, the alternate universe of SEO that meant everyone was still stuck in it. We still agree that if that ever happened, just rip the helmet off me. And, um... Same. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm playing some, some weird DLC packages. I mean, this one, the one thing I've noticed at this point is due to the DLC packages on uh, Sword Art Online, which you which you get, you just get, no, no having to buy crap, um, you can get armor from Gungale Online, and you get weaponry, like the Light Blade from the Gungale Online arc. Now, there's a slight bit of a contradiction on this, because uh, for anyone who even knows the anime for SAO, um... Gungale Online shouldn't exist if the world that this, if the alternate universe still happens. Yeah, because it's built up on top of the other world. Well, yeah, in a in a sense, yeah, it's like the whole thing. There's basically spoilers for anyone who hasn't watched it, but it's a f- like it's a multiple year old anime. Get over it. Um, I haven't watched it, but I probably won't. Okay, I apologize. Kind <laughs> of, but um, yeah, at the end of Sao. Kirito, the protagonist, ends up defeating the creator of, of, of Sword Art Online in a duel to the death, who just happened to also be running around the place as the leader of the biggest guild in there. Um, he was cheating, because he couldn't die. But, anyway. So he dies, and as a result, he fulfills his promise, which was if he died, or if he was beaten by Kirito, he would, basically, the game would end up closing, and everyone who was still alive at the time would would be alive. In the alternate universe that doesn't happen. Some glitch happens that forces everyone to stay in the game. But in the anime, he dies. They do some adventures in some other full body VR game, which I'm sorry, if you knew that SEO, the SAO incident happened over two years, why mm. would you go into another game? It's enough it's of a suspension of disbelief. It's enough, about, it's enough of a suspension of disbelief that I would go into the first one in the first place because of my own paranoia. But if yeah. I even if I assume that I was crazy enough to try it and that happened to me, hell no, I'm never going in another virtual world again. I'm probably never yeah, playing a so video again. I'm p- playing a yeah. video game. I'm just like, I'm going to read books from now on. Books are safe. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'm done. Scary thing that can happen them. with a book is I might get a paper cut, you know? Oh, yeah. But, yeah, so so that happens. Alfheim Online, there's a whole lark over that. So a second game by a rival company that happened to buy out the other company in between the SAO incident. So, yeah, so that's that's happening. And then, yeah, so, you know, that happens. The storyline goes on there. And at that point, they find the seed. So even though the guy who created SAO was an absolute psychopath, he left his creation to whoever was worthy of finding it or whatever. Did you just say that he left his seed in the game? Seed. Yeah, it's a seed. They call it the seed. Okay, so... It's basically a complete admin. guy left his seed in the video game. It's it's basically left complete admin behind. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I'm I'm, I'm making a joke here, guys. The the joke is terrible and I do not like it. Terrible. Yeah, it's it's terrible. Um, But, yeah. Um... Anyway, it, it it happens, Kirito finds it, and he decides, yeah, you know what, let's go open source for this shit, and releases it to the world. And they're the third game, the third full-body VR game, they just don't learn. Um, uh, Gun Gale Online happens. So, yeah, the contradiction is that how can you get items from the game that hasn't well, that was only created due to events that happened in another timeline? It make... Because it's an anime. And it's a game. Leave it. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Duncan. You you probably back to work for that one. Yes, because anime. And a game. And a game. Yeah, whatever. It's a game about a game. How did Golden Frieza catch up to Super Saiyan God Blue Goku with three months of training? Because anime. Yeah. How does a guy suppress his own emotions so that the so the the system in the police that you know determines if you're a criminal but purely by emotion it doesn't trigger you? Anime. Yeah, I, I I get it. If you I want get it. Really anyway, stretchy I was, arms. Yeah, yeah. I was strong. Uh, cooking, cook, you know, cooking a meal that is so strong it literally blows the clothes off everyone. Anime. Yep. Anyway, that's Gordon Ramsay in it. <laughs> yeah, that's a Gordon Ramsay me. It's <laughs> fucking raw. <laughs> 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 oh, right. Imagine, so, um, if, imagine if Gordon Ramsay was a fucking dragonborn. <laughs> Every time they yell at someone, it just like blasted them away. <laughs> oh shit! Oh god! Yes, yes. It is uh, raw. <laughs> it is raw. Oh, uh, Foos Rodor. Oh, all right. That's that's the episode name. That's done. There we go. Perfect. Um. Right, so, yeah, so that's that happened, we played that. So, um, we were talking about Final Fantasy X before, so uh, we will move into the segment uh, where we do news called... News time. I got news for you. Yeah, (laughs) have I got news for you? Name pending. Yeah, no, we can't can't call it that. That's a TV show in Britain. Is it? On the BBC. Yeah, have I got news for you? Oh, oh, yeah, isn't it? Oh, have I got news for you? (laughs) I was going to say, name pending? It's like, man, you really ran out of ideas. (laughs) Oh no, <laughs> but um, yeah. Anyway, so yeah. Have we got one. nerds for you? Have we well, got I'm glad that that's you? not the name because I was gonna say backup suggestion: Pain Nending. Pain Nending. Jesus. Oh, perfect. Right. So let's 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 go straight into this. Episode. So, we'll very brief talk about Final Fantasy X. Do dress up, blah. And um, yeah. So guess what? The Switch is getting another port. And the Xbox One. And the Xbox One is getting a port. Porting games to the Switch is like the new hot stuff these days. Yeah, but yet they don't have Netflix. Nope. Nope. So, uh, but they have the Rooster... uh, Well, no, Switch doesn't. Switch has YouTube. Xbox One has the Rooster T-Fab. Oh, I wish PlayStation had that, to be honest. Yeah, so do I. But, uh, yeah. So, according to Eurogamer, uh, 16th of April. Final Fantasy X and X2 finally come out as HD remasters on the Switch. Uh, Final Fantasy XII will come out on the 30th of April. For I think that's platforms. the day I come like come up come out after school is uh, April 16th. I think that's the day after graduation. Huh, fair enough. When, right when Duncan comes out of school. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's not just the remaster of Final Fantasy XII, though. It's, it's XII, the Zodiac Age, with the... Three hundred per, uh, percent better job system. Wait, does this mean you can get a job? 
now the the zodiac job system rather than sort of like pigeonholing people into particular jobs you could like you could you could give each character a job as opposed to like Balfia just being the pirate gunsmith guy you could make him the warrior if you wanted fair enough I have to ask this question seeing that the article does actually what happened to the Vita uh, the Vita is now in Sunset it's basically not producing any more games no more thingies did it uh, even get many of... games yeah I, I don't just feel was like not... it did just didn't really get it... anywhere did it it got a lot of the old third party stuff going but it didn't have the the bulk as usual that the Nintendo portables had. Yeah, it, it, it started off good, but uh, once the 3DS family hit its stride, it kind of tapered off. Yeah. Ooh, and now with the Switch. That, now with the Switch. It's, it's like, of, it's um, like the, the Vita's only real claim to fame was the fact that it was like a pretty powerful for a mobile console. You know, Then mm. you put the Switch out and it's just like, okay, well, now we're done. Yeah, goodbye. Can't 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 just drop that into the but into that, the middle of a PS4. Five six year they are five six years apart, so definitely you've gonna the Switch will be much more powerful, isn't it? But it's also Nintendo. I mean, they don't really care how powerful their console is. I mean, you look at the Wii compared to what was, you know, competitive yeah. at the time of the Wii's release. Wii wasn't even yeah. HD. It's like, yeah, exa- exactly. Then yeah. yeah. They 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 went in there with cartoony standard definition gra- graphics and an admittedly interesting gimmick, you know the way that the motion controller worked. I yeah. still like yeah. the Wii's uh, infrared thing more than uh, the Switch uh, motion what, controls. Switch I gotta be honest. Yeah. You know, I just didn't like them. I didn't like them either. I just oh, well. I just used to just get a GameCube pad and stick it in. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> uh, who yeah, knows? So. Maybe I'll own uh, Final Fantasy X on a fourth console. Maybe. Well, well, you know. So, yeah, Square, doing what Square does. Just rebooting everything. But I want my fucking Final Fantasy VII remake. You're not getting it. I know, it's depressing. It's not depressing. It it is very depressing. It's not. Moving on. We'll keep the depressing going. So, Gearbox. We know all about Gearbox, right? Borderlands? Yes. I like Borderlands. Yeah. Sorry, I'm nowhere in the right place for the news, so I don't know where we start and where we end. Um, okay, we're up to that. Bit. So uh, this is the most recent one that we pop in there. Well, the second most recent one. Uh, yeah. So Randy Pitchford, the CEO of Gearbox, is getting a personal lawsuit. Okay. <laughs> against him for against twelve him. million dollars. It's a lot of money. Or, a million, sorry, twelve million dollars, but more. Sorry, less. No, it's something to do with a twelve million bonus. But the over under on twelve million his, uh, dollars is, yeah, between him and his uh, legal counsel, former so his ex lawyer, so uh, a guy called Wade Callender. I was gonna say if he's still his lawyer, I'd change. <laughs> no, it's former. <laughs> I don't think he's got your best be- your best interest in. Yeah, don't get your best interests at heart at that point. And yeah, yeah so um, he sued them on the twenty first of December two thousand eighteen. It's been acknowledged. Uh, Friday, I believe it was. Yeah. Pretty much, um, D- Jason Schreer from Kotaku finding all the uh, or Scryer, Scryer, Scryer. Um yeah, finding all the uh, what's it called, <laughs> all the top scoops in dirty CD gaming stories. Um, but yeah, what's he being sued Hold for? Uh, he's being sued for a bonus payment that he gave to himself. Okay, a twelve million dollar bonus. Yep, that's uh, a pretty a substantial bonus. Yeah. Now a lot of these are in good old finger quotes. So yeah, so he's apparently taking well, he's being accused of taking money for himself basically. Um to receive a oh yeah, here we go. The lawsuit alleges that Kotaku says that Pitchford struck a deal in 2016 to receive a personal secretive finger quote executive bonus of 12 million dollars to be paid directly to to uh, Pitchford's entity called Pitchford Entertainment Media Magic. LLC. Oh yeah, did we forget to tell you that uh, Randy Pitchford is actually part of the Magic Circle? Oh, is he? He's yeah, he's a magician. Oh, I thought you meant like um, the card. Yeah, the magic the Magic Circle is what they call the Fair enough. the group of com- uh, magicians anyway. But um, 
Yeah, so that $12 million bonus and other stuff. But the biggest accusation, and this has to be that it is entirely speculation in terms of the lawsuit documents that he said. And Calder's most lurid accusation is uh, regarding what happened four years ago. Apparently, Pitchford did a HM review in customs and left a USB in a restaurant. And that restaurant had, uh, the restaurant, the documents on said USB stick had sensitive corporate documents. Gearbox, 2K uh, games, yeah, Gearbox, Sega, 2K, Sony, Sega, Minecraft, Sony. and others. Uh, how big was this fucking USB? Uh, probably about 32 gigs at that time. But uh, You could fit yeah, a lot of other... text under 32 gigabytes. Yeah, but is it just going to be text? I, I'd assume it'll probably be a bit more. Mm. But um, that wasn't the, the biggest bit of news on there and the most damaging if it is true and I say that like I say if it is true I know that Randy Pitchford I have to say this you know I have to say this in the games industry Randy, Randy Pitchford is a bit of a pariah a bit of a controversial person um particularly the guy who still believes that Aliens Colons, Colonial Marines is the best game released ever it wasn't I think that was the worst <laughs> yeah he, you know, this whole sort of Victor's Law thing that he's sort of doing with himself. But anyway, this is the accusation. The documents weren't the only thing on the USB drive. <laughs> In finger quotes, upon information and belief, Randy Pitchford's USB drive also contained Randy Pitchford's personal collection of underage pornography. Underage pornography. No. Oh boy. Mm. Yeah. Um, and yeah, this is just a case of apparently, uh, yeah, he was also on a podcast, um, a Hello. magic podcast or something like that, uh, where he was talking about, uh, cam girl pornography and saying, mm. uh, yeah, you know, there's not, you know, there's a whole load of stuff <laughs> the, here. This that... is not sex work. This is fucking magical. Uh, yeah, this is not a sex worker. This is a fucking magician. Is what, what the fuck? But, um, Yeah. Well, the other bit here, and it was barely legal porn. The girl's handle was only 18. So Gearbox account are suing, by the way. <laughs> um, but, yeah, this is just... It is just dodgy. Yeah. Dodgy. I, and I just love the fact that... I just love the f- fact why he calls her a magician. And I'm not going to be saying it. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just bad. I can go I mean, to the toilet is... and I'm a magician. <laughs> I mean, as far as the, the whole money thing goes, it's like, I feel, I, I just feel like people aren't, just aren't aware of themselves enough and their industry enough. It's like, did anyone, yeah. did anyone see, uh, Telltale? Did anyone, did anyone, does anyone even know who they are or that they existed yeah. or what happened what? to them? It's, no, I mean, I'm not asking you. Like, I'm asking these CEOs. It's like, do you do you know how companies work? Do you know how mismanagement can be damaging to companies? Toys R Us. Yeah. Anyone ever heard of Toys R Us? When the CEOs yeah. are paying themselves millions of dollars and bankrupt the company and had to sell themselves. Now they're in Canada. Yeah, Toys R Us. Not over here, they're not. Aren't they? No, they're gone. I got told some of them are coming back. No, yeah. in America. It was online is... only over there. I know that Toys R Us got, went bankrupt in the U.S. and now the Canadian branch has gone independent. Mm. So I mean, but like that's that's what I'm saying. Wait, it's just didn't like, that happen like, to HMV? Or, or, yeah. one, or one of them? Possibly. It's like, can we just pay attention here? It's like, you know, whatever happened to the the whole, uh, you know, give a man a fish, you know, teach him how to fish, you know, that that whole thing. Yeah. It's like if you you know take it out slowly over time, then. And you get re- re- greater benefits. What did Toys I would Toys I was do to their stock? Their stock well, probably sold it off, like liquidation. They style. sold it to the the entertainment. They probably sold it off to the other retailers and you know, any yeah. branches, any branches that decided to go independent, things like that. It's probably the same thing that, they, that most companies would do. There are, there's also no. the brand Smith Toys, mm. and they but basically this two two brands, the Entertainment and Smith Toys, they took. Or what Toys R Us had. Yeah, but Smith yeah. Toys don't deal with half the stuff fucking Toys R Us had. Well, yeah, in that case, that that would just go off back. To them. A lot of a lot of that stuff goes back to to publisher of just unsold. Mm. Yeah. And they would get they would then get some sort of money back off the the administrators who like shut the, the company in the first place. 
Yeah, so that was yeah, shot with Toys R Us in the first place, but yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like I don't know. I just it's like you don't need that. You don't need that twelve million dollar fish today, okay? You can okay. get you can get ten times that over the course of your company's lifespan if you just have patience and be sensible. Yeah, but here's, here's my other more concerning question though. If this was apparently by this lawyer, if he found out this information that someone is potentially a paedophile and it needed investigating, why wait until two thousand and eighteen when you've been fired? And why are you doing it as a lawsuit and not, Probably desperate you know... for money. Yeah, well, of course, but... I love that you can actually read the whole, um, thing. Yeah. The whole um, thing. Lawsuit information for America is public domain. Yeah, cool. You can, you can do that. In fact, there's a, um, one of the YouTube channels that I follow, a guy called... Oh, Jesus. Leonard French. He's a copyright liar in, in America. But he has a YouTube channel where he just goes through a lot of big gaming lawsuits and sort of stuff like that and, you know, sort of discusses it and breaks down the legalese with people. Just using, yeah, it's like public documents, but he also has his own personal access to cases that he's in. But, yeah, it's, sometimes it's interesting to just sit down and just, like, chill out and listen to that. But, yeah, I mean, I'd that's something... chill out and listen to that, Barney. Well... Whatever. Um, Hold on, the ice cream van's here. I need one. So anyway, moving on. Moving on. I'll be back in a sec. We got more news right. to okay. cover. Yeah, yeah, we got three more at least at that point. Let's go with Fallout 76. The gift that keeps on giving. It's like oh, syphilis. Except <laughs> it makes money. Except it takes yeah. your money. Yeah, takes your money and runs. And then sits there and moans that it's not taking enough money. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, Duncan showed me this one before we uh, before we started. Developer-only rooms in video games aren't uncommon. Right. Places where... Yeah, well, we, we go on that idea, yeah? Yeah. I mean, like say, World of Warcraft, GM Island. Everyone knows about GM Island. People have made it to GM Island. Blizzard have congratulated them on it and then moved them back. <laughs> um... But uh, Fallout 76 had a developer-only room in their live service that you could easily access, and players have been accessing it. And uh, there is an NPC called Wooby. Good old Wooby. Wooby do. Wooby. Wooby named after some sort of character of some sort. But uh, yeah, it's more the the following bit that you know is the gift that keeps on giving. Bethesda decided that the best way of of, of dealing with the story of the fact that people accessing the developer-only room with an NPC in it is and to... And getting access to extremely powerful equipment, apparently. That, uh, yeah. I'm back. Balancing the game. That's, that's important to know. There's an actual reason yeah. why this room is bad. Yeah. But, continue. It's, yeah, it's bad. The best way they do that is the good old raise the, you know, raise the fields way. Ban everyone who ever got into the room and interrogate them onto how they got into the room. Oh, rather than, that. So, ra- rather than sort out the problem of removing the fucking room. Or removing access to it for anyone who doesn't, you know, isn't a developer and can't, like, you know, console command themselves into it. Yeah. I mean, it's just, like, you know, it's just it's just ridiculous. I mean, at this point, if someone gets into the room and say they just managed to get in there by, by accident. I know a lot of people who have done it will have just glitched their way through or no clips or some sort of hack there. Yeah. But... Yeah, it's the bit that, as the as the article from Polygon says, if they don't explain how they visited the room, the account stays suspended. If they do, Bethesda are just going to do a, a, an investigation, which is most likely going to end up in the account getting suspended. So, you know. So what's the point of them even telling them anything then? Yeah. yeah it's, just, it's just ridiculous. I mean, granted, yeah. Like, like Duncan said, this... You know, it's full of experimental weapons and 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 stuff that developers are testing in there. But the the main problem that I have on that is in a live game. Why have it there? Yeah, surely. I mean, surely they could put up like a test server or yeah. something. You know, something that only that they have access. They only have access to. Or if other people do have access to it, it's like it's like a a, a no consequences kind of thing. Yeah, but it's just you know it's just ridiculous. More Bethesda problems. Just silly. So basically, it's like I just I just don't get why it's like that. What it's like, you know? I mean, maybe some people are hacking or whatever, and those people deserve to get, you know, 
spitting down on it. But, you know, yes. I, my understanding is that you don't actually need to cheat to get into this room. It's just, you know, it's just kind of difficult to figure out. So it's like, why why punish the player for you know, doing something, you know, doing something that they're capable of doing that you didn't stop them from doing that maybe you didn't mm. want them to do? It's like your problem. It's your fault. So why are yeah. they getting, you know, getting well, hurt yeah, for Like, the same kind of, well, not entirely the same thing, but similar thing happened in Destiny, isn't it? Where the player were able to get to the end of the raid chest without mm. completing the raid. Oh no, that was without doing that weird jumpy puzzle because of the sword mechanics. Do you mean that right. one? Yes, the, well, still, they were able to do it. However, the Destiny uh, team allowed them to keep the gear. Yeah, they kept the gear and then removed it for no one else could do it. Yeah, I mean, but that's how you do it. It's just like... Well, you know what? Fair enough. You At the end, they were rewarded for uh, doing something what should not happen. Rather and than considering it a reward, consider it's just like not a punishment. It's just like, essentially, they're punishing themselves by not, you know, dealing with it. It's like, they're like, fair enough, I guess, that's our bad. We'll just make sure that other people can't do that anymore. Exactly. Yeah, can you imagine if everyone who did that got, you know, got banned or had their account reset or something like that for doing that? But, yeah, it's that is similar. The way Bungie dealt with it is the way that a lot of companies deal with security stuff, um, code bounties or whatever they call them, where someone can turn around and say, look, there is a problem with your website. I could access it by doing this. And yeah. and the, the company at that point will go, right, well, thank you. Thank you for letting us know. We're going to fix it. Here, have this. Have this money. That that doesn't necessarily say that you know people should just be going in and hacking into random websites because a lot of these are basically said, "Tell us the problem, and you know we'll sort it." But don't be the problem. <laughs> yeah, the way Bethesda's doing it, of basically treating all of their customers like they are just you should be only here to pay us money. Don't think you're getting anything more than that. All right, we'll ban you. Yeah, so, but this yeah. isn't the first game to do this, sir. No, and it it won't be the last. But it's well, it's the first game that actually that I know in a long time that's had a development room in a live service. Oh yeah, I, I've seen games that where uh, there was a broken mechanic in it, and I think it must have been in it for a month. But mm. as soon as yeah. the developers found out about it, they kind of went, "Okay, anyone caught upon doing it from this day onwards is going to get banned mm. because we are going to fix this so it's removed." But we want you to stop doing it. Yeah, but anyway, it's it's you know it's more Bethesda stuff, and you know to be honest, Bethesda's kind of been in the podcast since the game's been put out, hasn't it? Yeah, because you've got players nothing... being banned for racism. You've got people now being banned for being able to get into a room which shouldn't have been there to begin with. The yeah. game launch was terrible. It's hard not yeah. to talk about it because every almost every week there's something to talk about. And then yeah. usually then something gone game wrong. Yay! I can't wait for the game tomorrow. Yeah. I'm so, not uh, buying it. I yeah, think so we'll I'm look just for... stay away from that firestorm. Yeah, so we'll look for next week. Uh, next game. week we will do uh, Bethesda Bonanza. We'll see what happens <laughs> next week. Anyway, Darius mentioned Destiny. Uh, so we'll move on to that story. To the top the, of the page! Almost. The, yeah, the interesting story. Bungie. And Activision are splitting up. There is a god and he has heard us all. Thanks for that. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. What Steph said. Bungie has split with Activision. But they're keeping the Destiny IP. So unlike Bungie splitting with Microsoft. And Microsoft outsourcing the Halo franchise to 343. Uh, Bungie have full IP rights to the, th- to the franchise. After a torrid eight years. Four, eight years. An amount so, of time. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming this means it's going to go back to the way it was before, where it wasn't just money-grabbing pile of crap. Not, necess- not, not necessarily. necessarily. Not okay. necessarily, because apparently it's, there's been tension with with how, with how Activision and Blizz- uh, Bungie at the time. Bungie had the problem with Activision's you know necessity to... You know, you need to bring out another bit for Destiny every year on the year. We need to make sure we're adding season passes and blah blah blah. Sounds like Activision. Same people who made uh, Call of Duty. Yeah, he never said anything about the microtransactions, which weren't necessarily denied from either company. Oh yeah, I have to admit this. They're trying to what the silver buys silver. That, I think that mm. was all you could have gotten. None of it was really 
get. See, the thing with the Destiny I preferred with. You, yeah, you could buy stuff, but it wasn't basically you buy stuff and become the best player there because you bought the better gear. Mm. It was be well, I used money to look fancy. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. So we go, for, we go, we go for this, and the fact that they've, you know, Bungie have split up from Activision. Note this though, Bungie were never part of Activision like Blizzard are part. Oh of yeah, I know that much. They were a publishing. It was a publishing partner. That was that was that. So in this in the in the in the in the case of things, Activision, you know, they had all rights to keep um, the IP for Destiny. They didn't. They chose to get rid of it. Um, De- uh, Bungie. Probably sold it to Bungie. Cheered. According to, again, this is Kotaku, and again, it's Jason Square. <laughs> what a surprise. Um, like I say, if you want if you want good big industry stuff, go to him. Um, if you want us to talk about the stuff that he's found, go to us. Um, but yeah, the rumour that employees were cheering and popping champagne. <laughs> that wasn't a rumour. being told they were splitting. It that, is that, that, that just happened everywhere. As soon as everyone, anyone heard it, they all popped champagne. Oh yeah, good old good could have been sat there giving general. birth and you would have heard Activision and Bungie are splitting up and the woman would have ended up with a bottle of champagne in front of her. As well yeah, as a baby. Well, yeah, I mean, what what happened with our Sorry. WhatsApp group? Steve like, told that? us that it was happening. Said it was uh, was yeah yeah. Steve Steve told us that we were having good news. Matt sent a whole bunch of uh, you know party popping faces yeah. in the WhatsApp group. You know, yeah, the world rejoiced. But and then went again, back to normal. yeah, be <laughs> yeah, be wary though, because okay, apparently it is going to stay on Battle.net as well, which is good. Um, but Bungie has a new game in development due to a. Hundred million dollar investment from Netties. Now, where have we heard that name before? Where what have is we that heard game? that name? Uh, do the words Diablo Immortal come to mind? Oh. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> be wary. But for now, it's good news. Um, hopefully, we can actually the, get uh, some Destiny Mobile game coming out 2020. Yeah. De- <laughs> what do you mean 2020? It's coming out before the end of the year. Coming out now. It's already out. Yeah, it's basically a reboot of um, of Diablo Immortal, <laughs> Destiny, branching paths. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's happened, and uh, you know, so far so good. And the last bit of news because we're making another like post one hour podcast again. Why not? Uh, yeah, the the bigger story or the more interesting story that I think I've seen of all the news bits that we've uh, done so far. Division 2, Ubisoft. You weird, weird microtransaction overly collectible radio tower collecting fools. What have they done again? So, oh, they're, they're skipping um, Steam, aren't they? Wow. Yeah. I'd like to get to the dramatic part of that. What, what's dramatic? They're skipping Steam and going straight to Epic Games. Yep. Yeah, that bit. Best thing is that, you know, I've not even read that article and I know quite a bit about it. I've actually read <laughs> I've not that yeah. one, but I've read other ones. I was I was gonna call the game Baz Luhrmann's William Shakespeare's Tom Clancy The Division Two, but that's all ruined. You what? It's a mick take in the film Hot Fuzz. Okay. A bunch of characters are doing an ode to William Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet, but on a poster in one of the shops for it, Baz Luhrmann, a big U.S. director, directed William Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. You know the modern, the one, the one where it was set in the modern day, but they were all still speaking Shakespeare. Leo DiCaprio. Yeah. And that's the one. But, yeah, Shit they one. called it... Yeah, in Hot Fuzz, they called it an ode to Baz Luhrmann's William Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. Fair enough. So I was taking the mick with the fact that it's called Tom Clancy's The Division 2. I was going to call it Baz Luhrmann's Re- William Shakespeare's Tom Clancy's The Division 2, which would be a weird game. But anyway, wear sunscreen. But, yeah, like like Steph said... Yeah, you've ruined this. <laughs> so, they're skip- so they're not going to be on Steam. Yeah, they're not they're not going to be on Steam. Basically, don't like Steam sales. Um, no, they don't Ooh. like Steam's cut. Why was Steam's cut? Sixty thirty. Wow. To them? <laughs> Didn't they do a thing? Weren't they like sixty thirty? They changed the their breakup right for bigger companies. We covered that earlier. What what yeah. was yeah. that? What was the change? Yeah. So if you sold ten million dollars worth of units, it would then go to seventy five twenty five. And then if you sold a bit more, it would then go to eighty twenty. But it had to get there first. Yeah, I mean it was just that's just like uh 
what is that marginal pay rate you know it's just like every dollar over this amount is you know priced at this rate and then every dollar over that this amount is over that rate yeah but that's that's the thing the reason the the big thing on that is that epic games is launcher is 8812 8812 well that's that's a hard offer to beat yeah yeah but then steam's more used and more thingy for everyone yeah but i mean taking to this as 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 bad as fallout 76 is they're using their own launcher and it's not stopped people who wanted to buy that game from buying it oh yeah no. i mean i mean that's a move i mean that's like you know you take a game that was like fairly popular i mean i didn't really play the division very much but i understand it was a fairly popular mm. game you know, you take yeah. a game that's already got a reputation, people are going to buy this game, regardless of what platform it's on. You know, when it comes out, people are going to be like, okay, where can I get this game? Oh, it's not on Steam? Okay, where else can I get it? You know, I Which feel like that that's an excellent is... opportunity to bring people onto a platform that's less popular by offering these developers of a popular game a better deal than they would get on a more popular platform. Because mm. then you get more customers going your way. I'm sure I bought Division that sh- straight off them themselves probably maybe off you play yeah i'm sure that's why but um yeah i mean take also take into account that epic are creating what is the most popular game on twitch right now we might not like it we might not play it fortnite. but fortnite is the most popular game on 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 twitch ryan loves fortnite. For streamers like, and stuff like that more like fortnite Ray. but um ryan loves it yeah. he plays it every night but no <laughs> He never talks about it. That's so weird. Yeah. However, with the fact that, you know, they can say, look, we have Fortnite, the most popular game, and it is on this launcher, along with The Division, Unreal Tournament, and a whole bunch of other games. Let's take into account with the fact that, you know, Supergiant Games have brought their, their newest game exclusively to the Epic Games Store. Epic. Uh, so, you know, it's... It's a it's a big move. It's a ballsy move, and like I've like we think we mentioned, it's about time Steam got some competition. I mean, let's face it. I mean, this. Is, I mean, you know, you can make fun of it for being a, seeming like a silly decision, but I mean, this is how Steam was created. You know, yeah, it's no. like, hey, you want to play the next Half Life game? You know, the most popular PC game of all time. Uh, yeah. We're gonna we have a new little system you can buy it off. It's called Steam, and then Steam yeah. happened. It can always happen again. Yeah, I mean it can. That's the thing. At least what Epic are saying is that they are having their their games are curated from the off, mm. and they're apparently going to continue to be like that. You know, Steam never promised it. To be fair, and now, basically, do you want to get? Do you want to put a game on Steam? Do you do you have a hundred quid? No, actually, if you I do, don't. there you go. Well, yeah, but if you do, you, you can. You can put your random ass. You know, sexual like n- content, nudity, T-posed, asset bought off the fucking Unity store, garbage that will mostly be bought by Russian spambot farmers for your trading cards. <laughs> and yeah, if you want to go for that as your route of business, Steam. If you're a developer and you want to actually produce games, well, look at this. There, there are new challenges entering the fray. So, you know, there we go. It's interesting. And uh, yeah. Well, it'll be it'll be cool to see. I might even I'm being cautious here, but I might see how the Division Two is after a couple of months of launch. I mean, you know, maybe you could look at you know the the Blizzard Activision merger and the Bungie acquisition and and like you know the Battle.net launcher's recent development in years as kind of like an example of another company trying to do that and not getting quite as far. Yeah. But you never know. I mean. You've got one success story, Steam. You got one eh, middling story, Blizzard Activision. You know, mm-hmm. Who knows? It could. Uh, it could still work out. Yeah, Origin also exists. <laughs> True. I I use Origin. Yeah. And then you got but Twitch. Uh, yeah, they even have their own game launcher. Yep. GOG. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, GOG is doing quite fine for itself, actually, when you think about it. So. You know. Yeah, but that's got a lot of games that all the rest of them don't have. Yes. Well, yeah. If I want to play an old classic game, that is the one I go. Yeah. So yeah. So it's got its own. Yeah, it's got its own um, little marketplace. Perk, twerk. Yeah. 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 Quirk. It's selling point. There mm. we go. So yeah, it's good to have competition. And it, yeah, and if you Discord's want, if you got want, it as well now as well, you know. 
yeah, Nitro system has been upgraded, so not only do you get Nitro, but you get games as well. So, yeah, so it's good to have competition. Just, you know, just tell the WWE that. Um, anyway, we will wrap this up now, because it's nearly been an hour and 20 minutes. They did have Sounds competition, right didn't they? Won it the Wildlife Foundation. No, that's, that's, that wasn't competition. That was a lawsuit <laughs> of Randy Pitchford. Um, <laughs> that was their competition. It was basically violence versus animals. Uh, well, <laughs> and the panda has just took a back <laughs> suplex. <laughs> Anyway, we will wrap this up. So, uh, thank you very much for for listening, Mum. Um, yeah, I did say that. Hi, Ryan's Mum. Yeah, maybe. And uh, yeah, if you if you can do me a favour, like, rate, and subscribe. You know, maybe tell the rest of the family and friends. Unless I know you, I'm not helping you hide the body. My Stop sister already knows, and I don't want my mom to know. So it is what it is. It's not getting any better on my end. I'll, okay, I'll let fair you know. Okay, thanks. Anyway, uh, have a good week, everyone. Uh, do the like, you share, you subscribe, you thing. Don't kill each other. Please watch, listen to us on iTunes as well. And watch See our videos later. on YouTube, please. We yeah. need more. Yeah. We need more people. Yeah, that. Please. By people, we mean we, it could be anything. You can be dead. Yeah. I want to see if I can get a hundred, do a hundred subscribers this year. Let's see if we can yeah. do it. Yeah, let's go. If for we it. get hundred yeah. likes, I will eat a pair of shorts. Sweet. Oh, we're recording well, that. Oh, yes. There we go. Definitely. Right. See you next time, guys. Bye bye. Oh, thanks. See you later. Bye bye. What was I saying? What was I, man? I was saying thank you to everyone else as well. Oh, okay. See you, See you guys later, for turning alligator. up. In the wild, crocodile. <laughs> no problem. Well, I know my presence is wonderful. Cool. Later. Bye.